Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. A boy named Jimmy got a BB gun for his birthday. And his grandma is the one who gave it to him, and she said, Jimmy, I'm giving you this BB gun because I think you're old enough to handle it in a careful way. But I want you to not use it until an adult is with you to help you figure out what to do. Well, Jimmy didn't think he needed an adult to be with him to figure out what to do. And Jimmy also didn't want to wait. So he tiptoed outside and went kind of in the back part of his grandma and grandpa's property near the pond and decided, I'm going to figure out how this BB gun works. I can do it by myself. As he was figuring out what to do and how to do it, his finger accidentally pressed the trigger and a BB went right at Grandma's favorite pet duck and killed it. Jimmy was scared. Jimmy was worried. He wasn't really sure what to do, so he did the only thing he could think of immediately, which was to pick up the duck and hide it in the woodpile and walk away like nothing ever happened. Except his sister, Jenny, was standing there. And she said, as Jimmy stammered out, trying to explain what he was doing by the woodpile, his sister said, I saw the whole thing. They walked back to Grandma's house. Jimmy was slumped. Jenny was lively. Grandma said, Jenny, it's time to set the table for dinner. And Jenny whispered to her brother, Remember the duck? Grandma, I think Jimmy wants to set the table for dinner today. Huh, that's kind of strange. Jimmy, do you want to set the table for your sister? Yeah, I guess. So we did. A couple days later, Grandpa came in and said, Jimmy, we've got an open seat on the fishing boat. Me and a couple of buddies and you, we're going to go fishing on the coast. Would you like to join us? Jenny, standing there, whispered again, remember the duck. And Jimmy said, well, maybe Jenny would like to go this time. She's probably never done that before. Really? You love fishing. I know, but I just think maybe we should ask her. Jenny, would you like to go fishing with us? Yes! So Jenny got to go fishing while Jimmy did whatever at home by himself, being bored. This went on for a couple more weeks. Jimmy was miserable. Jenny was happy. Until one day, Jimmy decided he was going to come clean. And he said, Grandma, I got to tell you something. Remember when you gave me that BB gun and you told me not to use it until an adult was with me? Well, I went and used it accidentally and I accidentally killed your duck and I buried it in the woodpile behind the pond and I'm so sorry. I I didn't mean to. 
And Grandma said, I know. I saw all of that. I was just waiting how long you were going to let your sister hold it over your head before you were going to admit what you had done. Long ago, I forgave you for what you did in not listening to me, in hiding what you had done, and then in acting like nothing went wrong even though you killed my favorite pet duck. Well, then it was over, wasn't it? But it took a while. And in the meantime, condemnation was the main theme of Jimmy's life. So here's a question for you to think about today, going forward. Who would you rather have as your spiritual leader? Jenny or Grandma? Another way to ask that same question is, who would you rather have as your spiritual leader? Satan or God? Because one of them enjoys condemnation, hanging it over your head at every opportunity. The other has already forgiven us from all condemnation and only wants us to live in the peace he has lived, died, and risen to provide. That's the powerful message of the Bible verses today from Romans chapter 8. We're going to focus in mostly on the first two verses. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. I know I don't have to spend a whole lot of time trying to convince you that condemnation is real and miserable. Our arch enemy, the devil, his name is adversary, accuser. He loves to hold condemnation over our heads. And remember the duck doesn't work because that's just a made-up story, but what about Remember that sneaky and evasive night? Remember that greedy activity? Remember those lies? Remember that drunkenness? Remember that time you lost your temper and made everybody else deal with you and enjoyed it? Remember that time you stayed quiet when you knew you should have spoken up? Satan condemns us. And if we're honest, most of the time, he's right. We have done those sins. Not only, though, does he condemn us, he also leads us to think that God is condemning us. And then we are only left to conclude we are to condemn ourselves. And there we sit in this muck of condemnation. And don't think for a second Satan ever lets you off the hook. He loves to tempt. He loves to condemn. He loves to accuse. He doesn't let up. And the longer we live on this earth, the more opportunity he has to condemn us because the more sin we have committed. 
But, what does the verse say? What is the truth from God's own mouth and heart? Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Three letters, N-O-W, perhaps have never been more valuable and enjoyable in the Bible. Now, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Today, here, that's where we stand. We don't have to grovel before God for a while and hope for the best. We don't have to bribe Him and give Him some money and hope for the best. We don't have to tiptoe around God and what He thinks, hoping He doesn't find out all the facts as though we could somehow hide from Him, which we can't. Now, though, in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. The charges don't stick. The accusations don't fly. It's not because the sin isn't real. It's because our Savior is also real. And we are in Christ Jesus, facing these charges in Him instead of being alone. What a powerful truth that is. And it's unique to those who know that all of our sin is paid by Christ in His finished work and my personal human contributions add nothing. They couldn't possibly add anything useful. Here's an example of the other side. Spencer Kimball, the president many years ago of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, was the living prophet, meaning whatever he says goes and he can change doctrine to be whatever he wants and they will all follow in that religion's way of viewing things in 1985 this is what he wrote and said it all depends on whether or not you are forgiven and when it could be weeks years or even centuries before you have that happy day when you have the positive assurance that the Lord has forgiven you. That's the opposite of the word now, isn't it? He went on to say, it all depends on your humility, your sincerity, your works, your attitudes. Not only is there a hope for the best in the future, centuries away, perhaps, situation, the hopefulness depends on you and your attitude and your work. So you better hop to it is the conclusion. How beautiful to have the truth and not be wrapped up in those lies. That therefore, because of Christ, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Him. In verse 2, there's two principles at work that I think are worth a little more explanation. There's the law of the Spirit who gives life and the law of sin and death. 
The principle behind the law of sin and death is sadly simple. If you sin, you die. Any mistake of any kind, any little lie, any little greed, any little me-first activity of, of any sort, and now you have earned death. You will not only physically die from this earth, you will be apart from God in eternity. That's the law of sin and death. And as people who sin all the time, every day, like me and you and all, that is the principle by which we are bound. But then there's the law of the Spirit who gives life. The Holy Spirit teaches through His Scriptures that Jesus has lived a perfect life. Never once did He lie. Never once did He fail to speak up or fail to hold His tongue without temper. Never once did He have any greed. Never once could Satan accuse Jesus of a sin and have the charge stick because He never sinned. And yet, Jesus, though earning heaven for Himself by His life, gives it to us. That's the principle of the Spirit who gives life. It's accurate to say that our sin was taken away. It's perhaps more accurate and precise to say our sin was transferred. Our sin that Satan accuses, accuses us of doing, that, that condemns us, has been transferred to Jesus at His cross. He paid for it in full. He paid for it in love. And then transferring back to us from Him is His perfection. That's the law of the Spirit who gives life. When you trust in Jesus as your Savior, God sees you not as someone who has sinned that is condemned because it was transferred to the cross. Instead, He sees you as someone who has life to look forward to. Life eternal. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's powerful. It's ours. A helpful thing to remember is when you think, I've got to fix it. I've got to, I've got to do something here. How the law, keeping the Ten Commandments better, doesn't help us get a no-condemnation status. Notice in that story that I told at the start, Jimmy, remembering what he did and going over all the details in his mind about it wouldn't have helped anything. Jimmy, burying the duck in the woodpile and acting like nothing happened and nothing was wrong and putting on a happy face for everybody else didn't help anything. Jimmy, being his sister's slave, didn't help anything. The only thing that helped anything was the forgiveness from Grandma. That was a gift from her because she wanted to. And the same is true with us. When you're gripped with condemnation and when the accusations are deserved because we have sinned, trying to pay for your own sin won't help. Remembering all the details about your sin won't make it better. But what does make it better is hearing the announcement over and over again every day as though it's the first time you're hearing the words, 
There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And when God has helped you to be able to say, that's me, that's mine. Not just everybody else, not just the churchy people, but mine. Now you're in Christ Jesus. Now you have no condemnation status to flash before Satan anytime he accuses you of sin. So kick him in the teeth, would you? The next time he tells you, you're guilty and that charge is going to stick. The next time he tries to tell you, God condemns you like condemned beef that has bacteria in it. Or like a condemned tree that, that is dead. That's what God thinks of you. Tell him the truth and say, no, it's not. Because there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That is the eternal truth. And then, when you've marinated in that, good and long, now you can view other people in the same way. When their sin is real, and when their sin is condemning them, if standing alone before God, you can think, how can I help them learn about this truth that I have found, that therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can have compassion for people who are stuck in their sin, wanting to connect them with Christ and help them get to know Him better instead of being pompous or condemning or something else that isn't as helpful. So many of you know that this weekend we enjoyed Praise and Proclaim coming to help us with some outreach. Dave Malness is here. I hope you get to meet him today if you haven't gotten to meet him yet. And Dave had no idea that this was going to be the sermon verses for today. And I just picked the one that came up in the, the schedule of readings. I didn't do anything special to connect it with Praise and Proclaim Weekend. But do you want to know what advice Dave gave all of us who were here on Friday night about how to reach out to someone well? Three simple little phrases. God's love, full forgiveness, already. I think that's a pretty great summary of Romans 8, verse 1. And you can hold that close to your heart, take it with you wherever you go, and ask God to give you chances to share with people the grace that you have come to know and enjoy now that you don't have to wait for that beautiful day when you are sure everything is all good between God and me because Jesus crushes condemnation with his amazing grace. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.